Emperor Charles the Great calls the Council of Frankfurt, and Emperor Didius Julianus is assassinated after just four months in office. Meanwhile, across the globe and across time, Genghis Khan sacks one of the most populous cities in the world. Find out why I'm reading you these stories on today's episode of History's Most Historical Podcast. I'm Eric Giannis, and this is The Eric Giannis Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I thought we'd do something a little different today, as the news cycle is, as always, depressing, dark, and boring. And I do like, as you know, to bring you at least once a week something a little bit off-kilter from the regular news cycle. And I thought today it might be a good idea to just explore some of history's biggest news stories from this date in history, June 1st. I wanted to do this because I thought it might be something a little entertaining, also informative, but most importantly, give us some perspective on the times that we're living and see how this century compares to centuries in the past. So I have gathered for you today just a handful of some of history's most exciting news uh, going all the way back to the first century AD until the 20th century AD. And I think you'll find the stories both enlightening and uh, entertaining. So to start us off, I thought I'd uh, report the story of Charles the Great, otherwise known as Charlemagne, who was the emperor of the Frankish Empire in the 8th century. And on this day in history, he opened the Council of Frankfurt with a speech about the purposes of the meeting. Now, if you've never heard of the Council of Frankfurt, it was a council convened by the emperor and the pope to discuss the Christological heresy of adoptionism. It was very famous at the time because adoptionism was the heresy that taught that Christ was the adoptive son of God, meaning that he was not, of course, the co-eternal God uh, that was always with the Father, as was taught in the specific version of the heresy in the 8th century. And the Council of Frankfurt was called to condemn that heresy. And that happened today, June 1st, in 794 AD. About six centuries before that, on this day, Emperor Didius Julianus of Rome was assassinated. He had a uh, distinguished early political career, but unfortunately only ruled in Rome for four months in 193 AD. He uh, had a promising early career, as I mentioned, but he ended up getting into a tiff with the famous Emperor of Rome, Commodus, which kind of set him back for a few decades, which uh, ended with his eventual ascendancy to the throne, which he managed to accomplish by paying the previous emperor's bodyguards to assassinate him, uh, which triggered a civil war, one of numerous civil wars for the throne between three generals, which ultimately culminated in uh, Emperor Julianus being killed by one of his bodyguards just a meager four months later. In 1215 AD, one of my favorite historical figures made global international news today by sacking the populous Chinese city Peking, which was under the control of Emperor Zhuzhang of Qin. And I am, of course, referring to Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan and the Mongols, who had been besieging Peking for some time, finished their siege today and sacked a city which had more than one million people living inside of it, including, of course, the Chinese emperor. The city would uh, look forward to this next month of having the Mongols sack it constantly. They, they looted the city for uh, just over a month. And that uh, began today in 1215 AD. In other news, proving once again that everything good and holy comes from the church, in 1495, the first record of the first Scotch whiskey is discovered in Scotland with Friar John Corr as the distiller. That happened in 1495 today. 
1533, Anne Boleyn was crowned Queen of England today. Now, if you don't know who Anne Boleyn is, she has a fascinating history. She is, of course, the uh, second wife of the infamous Henry VIII. She is also the wife and the woman who basically sparked the creation of the Anglican Church. If you don't know that story, uh, it's got some fascinating history. Henry VIII was a uh, Catholic king of England who actually wrote tomes along with his chancellor, uh, Thomas More, who was eventually martyred, killed by Henry VIII. But he wrote a tome against the Protestants. He wrote against Protestant theology, uh, but later flip-flopped because he wanted to divorce his wife, Catherine of Spain, whose brother was Charles, I believe Charles V or Charles VI of Spain, who was a very powerful emperor, who has also uh, captured Rome. He was ruling Italy at the time and so had uh, the, basically the Pope hostage. And when Henry VIII went to the Pope to ask for an annulment of his marriage with Catherine of Spain, the Pope, of course, refused because the Pope did not want to be killed by Charles V or VI out of anger. So in order to marry Anne Boleyn, Henry VIII decided he would just name himself the Supreme Pontiff of the Christian Church and initially kept virtually all doctrinal and liturgical features of the Anglican Church identical with the Roman Catholic Church and simply nixed the Pope, declared whoever was king of England was also head of the Christian Church and had all the authority that was given to them uh, that was normally given to the Pope, and this meant that he could annul his own marriage and then married Anne Boleyn. So very convenient for Henry VIII, and that is the actual, the origin of one of the very first Protestant churches. So that uh, culminated ultimately today, June 1st, with the crowning of Anne Boleyn as his second wife. She didn't last, as most of you probably know. Moving on, in 1848, on June 1st, Karl Marx started his communist newspaper, uh, along with Engels and the Communist League of Cologne. That began today, which was sort of the impetus for his early writings. He and Engels would work together for decades to come, and out of this communist newspaper would uh, come most of his writings. And then in 1879, on June 1st, the last dynastic Bonaparte, Napoleon Eugene, was killed, serving with British forces in the Anglo-Zulu War. He was buried in Farnborough, Hampshire, and was, as I mentioned, the last Bonaparte. How sad, 1879. In 1922, on this day, 50,000 50, fascists gathered for a meeting in Bologna, where Mussolini announced his intent to overthrow the anti-fascist government in Italy, which, of course, he did. In Germany, on this day, in 1941, the Nazi government banned all Catholic publications. Uh, I think this is a fascinating... I chose this story because you hear a lot of people who don't know anything about history, try to tell you that the Catholic Church was supporting the Nazis and that Hitler was super cozy with the Pope and yada yada. Uh, this has been debunked so many times by so many scholars, and yet still people uh, believe somehow that the socialist atheist Nazis were somehow uh, big fans of the freedom-preaching Christian Church uh, who believed in God. Uh, but it's been debunked so many times. There are some great books written on that subject and on other sort of myths about Catholic history, which are written by Rodney Stark. So if you're interested in learning uh, why none of those things are true, you can, you can read up on historian Rodney Stark. He's got great accessible books for people. All right, folks, that's all I've got for you today. Hopefully you found that interesting and maybe it gives you some perspective on the times we're living in. Ultimately, this century and the next two centuries may just be a blip in history. And we as a human race have seen darker times as well as brighter times. It's important to keep your head up and run the good race. I'm Eric Giannis, wishing you a good rest of this millennium, and this has been another episode of The Eric Giannis Show. As always, thanks for listening.